Hi, welcome back to Prey vs. Predator. My name is Amber, and I am here with my two colleagues, PJ and Jill. We have a very special guest. We are excited for who's in the house with us. We have Daryl in the house today, and uh, Daryl is unique because he is the first male prey that we're going to be talking to. We have so many questions to ask you. And instead of um, us just opening it up and saying, Daryl, tell us your story. I think that we're going to lead you through um, a list of questions because as we were preparing for this for today, there's just so much that we want to know about you. So I think Amber, you've got the first one, so let's go. Yeah, what was your childhood like? Was it a good childhood, happy? Uh, yes, um, I had a, an amazing childhood. Uh, grew up in a small town and part of a loving, large family. Single parent, and uh, we didn't have a lot, but we had a lot of love and very well supported in that way. And I feel I had a better childhood than most of my friends, even though we were lacking uh, things in money ways, but we had a lot of, a lot of love and that carried, it was very strong, very far. It's easier to talk about that than the other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there was no predatory parent. It was pretty happy. Exactly. No predatory parenting and a very happy childhood. Well, when did you meet your predator? I met her just as childhood friends. We grew up, we went to the same school. I knew she was attracted to me. She would give me notes, things like that, as children would do back then, or maybe they do now still. But um, Now they text each other. <laughs> <laughs> very true, very true. Um, I ended up moving away, and we kept in contact with phone and letters. And then we met up again. We started living in the same community again. And we started dating. Um, driver's license. So we we're able to drive around, go places, and do events together. And uh, so that's how that progressed. And later on, we ended up spending more and more time together. So what what first attracted you to the person? What What drew you into a relationship with them, do you think? Um, she was cute, seemed to be fun, loving, normal, and I knew that she liked me. So that even encouraged a young guy even more to go for walks or skating and things like that, as we did childhood events in school. Were you particularly fond of this person or it was just more of like, did you have any other girlfriends previous to this? Uh, yeah, I, I had uh, definitely a few other okay. girlfriends so, at the time. Like wasn't as your years first. went on, that is correct. Yeah. At what point did you realize um, that there was a problem? Yeah, um, within within a month or so, as we got closer, uh, spending time with her family, I knew her parents were off. Uh, wasn't, she was off a little bit, but the, the, the red flag was that her parents were off. Well, what does off mean? As in serious control over the top control. Uh, I give an example. I was over there for a lunch during the day one time 
And at that time we were older teenagers and he sent her to her room when we were around the family table having lunch. The dad? The or, dad. Okay. The dad. So, you, so you'd have like somebody who's 17, 18, 19, like around that kind of age and and they and their the father sending them to the room in front of the person that they're there with or their boyfriend. Yes. I'm okay. not sure how more how embarrassed someone would be Absolutely. for yeah. that to happen. Be really rough. Yeah. Did this person feel embarrassed? Absolutely. Yeah. So they Absolutely. were humiliated. So things like that came up and I'm like, wow, this is very odd. So you notice that this person, she, came from an unhealthy home or a home that was odd or off, like you say. Was there any sort of hints in her behavior? Yes. She seemed to have have problems with with multiple people. There's always someone else's fault. Something happens. She would blame others real quick. They're out to get me. Um, that type of thing. They don't understand me and kind of playing a victim in a lot of areas. A lot of drama. Yes. Yeah. Drama, drama would be a word, a good word to use. But how did she treat you in those early days? Like, was there drama in your relationship or? Very early in our relationship. It, it was fine. Uh, nothing red with red flags as yeah, she treated me. I was really my first official girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So besides for the oddness, how, how her, her family dynamics was happening, but her, her us one-on-one, it seemed to be okay. What changes? Was she pursuant of you when you became teenagers romantically? Uh, she was more pursuing of me. Um, like I mentioned earlier, she's giving me notes and wanting to hang out a lot with me. So uh, definitely... It was a lot. I didn't know what was going on. I did have girlfriends, but no one ever pursued me that way. I've heard the the term love bombing in later years, and I feel that's... um, What's a love bomb? I think love bombing generally, and and tell us if this is what what you're meaning, Daryl, but generally love bombing is the idea. The person sort of has a sense of what you want or need or what your values would be and they give you that so they might entice you with uh, affection or they might entice you with gifts or they might but it's it's very much centered on you and and offering you a, an experience or of what, how you want to feel so the extra kind extra thoughtful extra nice which um, isn't necessarily a bad thing it feels wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would explain it that way. That's uh, well said. And I would uh, say, yes, uh, that's how it felt. So the focus and the attention was on you at the detriment and at the expense of other people? Or did things kind of go off the rails a bit if you spent a little more time with somebody else? Was it that focused or? Uh, good question. Uh, that was happening when I would have. Uh, guy friends wanting to do outdoor things. Uh, it was more and more difficult to get away from her, wanting me there with her at all times. Even as a teenager? Even as a teenager. But yeah. did, did you ever think, hmm, this isn't healthy or this isn't right? Or did you think this is just how it is? Yeah, I thought it was a little odd. I'm a guy who always kind of did what I want because I'm so young. Yeah. 
And now I'm involved with a lady and she's struggling to let me do what I, I like to do. Did, did you ever, could you ever verbalize that to her? Don't recall. I'm so easygoing okay. and not wanting to push the envelope. It was just like made it work when I wanted to do something with my buddies, kind of work things out when she was busy mm, and worked around worked her. Worked around her schedule. Yeah. That that brings up a question to me is because in the moment, it sounds like you, there weren't red flags. Were there red flags in hindsight? Were, was there anything that you look back and think, oh, I wish I'd picked up on that as not just odd, but as a red flag that this was predatory behavior? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I I can't emphasize enough. Part of it was like, as I mentioned earlier, the control of her her parents, uh, that was coming out in our relationship. Right. So she was becoming like her father was to her. Uh, yeah. As we got involved over the years, I used the words to her, uh, you have become your father. Um, yes. How did and she react she, to that? She lost her complete mind. And that was very scary for me. I knew I pushed some wrong buttons. Were they actually wrong? No, no. In my, always my nature is to avoid conflict. I don't argue much with people or fight. I try to make things better, easygoing. And that's not always the best way to live your life, obviously. Um, but um, that's what happened there. Any other red flags or any other things? One of the things that we want to look for too is for anybody listening that might be in a relationship, what's the difference between just normal relationship things and things that you look back on and go, that was a red flag. Well, when we were, we were dating for several years, I've actually, I actually must've got pretty bad. I can't remember the exact details around this, but I tried to break up with her and we were out for a walk. Uh, it was a pretty private area. And I tried to break up with her and I don't know how fake it was or real, but she basically fainted in my arms and dropped. And then I had to get her home. What the heck just happened here? What have I got myself involved in now? And now I'm, is this where this is going to lead to? I felt trapped. So af after that happened, did you say, oh, just kidding, let's not break up? Yeah, I was trying to recollect this. And sorry, I can't remember exactly, but I can say that we stayed together hmm. and we ended up continuing our relationship for years after yeah. that moment. After that time, did you ever try to break off? Did she ever try to break things off with you? As years went on, she never officially tried to break up with me at that time. But when things didn't go her way or what she didn't like, what she was seeing, she would storm out, running out, yelling, screaming, saying, I'm leaving, I'm never coming back, and storm away in her vehicle. And you're kind of left standing there with your arms up in the air, shaking your head and saying, what just happened? And then how long would she be gone for? Sometimes several hours to a complete day or even an evening or a night, overnight. And then when she would come back, um, any explanation? like, like, Or would you guys just go back to living life as per usual? Yeah, it would go like nothing happened and never skip the beat. You didn't talk about you it. You didn't talk about it. 
not that it seem, would be avoid it. Seems pretty common, actually, this idea of withdrawal. And I know that that's in my situation that happened. And so it's interesting that you're saying that too. It's kind of like, well, I'm going to go away and you're going to pay for it and you're going to stew about it. And then everything's okay. I, I think of that idea of the the punishment mixed or the, the, the withdrawal mixed with the punishment, right? Mm. Withdrawal is the punishment I'm going to use to let you know you are not to do that anymore. Mm. Like I'll just add with that a little bit as I'm remembering here. Years into our relationship, she had a problem with another person. And um, basically, she got up and left and was gone for it could have even two days mm. and no contact at all. Coming back, I think we just, because you couldn't even go there with it. At this point in time, the, the, the problem wasn't between the two of us, was with someone else. And she left you? Yes. Oh. And gone for a day or two. This was many years ago, but it was quite Were you scared or like what was going no. on for you? I wasn't scared. It was actually peaceful. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it was a relief that she was gone. Absolutely. Yeah. It was like, if you don't ever come back. That's okay. It's okay. So did anyone, like, I'm thinking your friends or relatives say to you, hey, Daryl, this is not cool, What, how she's treating you? Earlier on, and I guess midway or earlier on through our relationship, not a lot was said. Um, people knew of her family, actually. Okay. Yeah, knew the dynamics, and they, the odd person would put it out there and say, hmm, you're kind of signing up for something there. But as years went on, talking to friends of mine, Yes, they would. People did say to me, do you see what's happening here? This isn't right. And what? how would you respond? I'm like, absolutely. I know. I feel trapped. Did you feel like you could change her, change her behavior? Absolutely. With my parent, I would tell her that she would be concerned about my relationship and how I was doing. And I told her many times, the Lord put me in her life to help her. And that's how I, that's what I told myself. And that my nature could help her in her relationship, in her life. If she just, you see how I do, deal with people, how I do my job, love others, treat others, it would slowly rub off. Yeah. Like you would be a model. The, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty common thing too. Cause I know in my story, that was the case. I remember thinking of myself as a garbage can or a recycling bin of like, I will take the abuse or darkness that I saw and I will channel it through me and it'll go away with a higher power, with God's help. I can do that. And, um, you learn that that doesn't happen, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, I will somehow take this in order to help this person. And it doesn't work like that. But I think that that's an interesting trait of a prey of somebody who is yeah. a wonderfully open-hearted and kind and All generous. All they need is my love. Yes, and, I will yeah. be loving. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, and and I think that's true probably for for all of us. We tell ourselves these stories that hold us into the relationship. And because relationships for prey are so important. And so valuable. 
And this idea of being punished or being withdrawn from, um, you don't sit back and wonder what it means. You're just reeling from it. Um, and, and so it can be very confusing and upsetting. And, and sometimes, uh, Daryl, as you pointed out, relieving. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but there's not that sense of um, it's the other person's fault sometimes. It's, it's what can I do to make it better? Mm-hmm. What can I do to help out? Um, to that end, Daryl, I'm curious, what were the things that you look back on? And did you have this sense that you could show her a different way and, and she would catch on and she would um, learn how to love? Um, were there other things that you did when you kind of saw that maybe these things weren't being impacting her the way you hoped that they would? Were there other things that you did or tried to make things better, to make the relationship work? Yeah, I would basically, we're pretty financially okay. So I would make sure the finances are in good order, less stress for her, good vehicles, nice home, loving, caring, did as much as I could times 10 so that her life was easy as possible to not put her under stress. Did you understand that that type of stuff was important to her? Like the the nice things for you, work hard. If this person had been with someone who wasn't as hardworking as you and didn't give her a lifestyle she would have wanted, would she have had a problem with that? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. So it was very important to this person. So you gave her what she her, wanted. Yeah. The And yet... Nothing was ever good enough. The car wasn't new enough. The house wasn't new enough. The money was never enough. Enough money. Which kind of answers my next question, which was, did it get better? Mm, no. Never. Were, were there seasons? Um, were there seasons I would call of peace? It, I wouldn't call it a season. I would call it... A day? <laughs> <laughs> An I would, hour? I usually, I when I'm talking about this... With friends, I would, it would be going like weeks. Okay. The roller coaster ride. Yep. It would be a good week and two bad weeks. I would say there was a light switch went off or the wind changed direction. I don't know what the heck just happened here, but all of a sudden she's losing her full mind over nothing. And it would be a roller coaster ride. And that would be anger, like when she would lose her mind. Yeah. Angry at children, myself, other people. Mm-hmm. And if it didn't, things didn't go the way what she would hope it go would go. Um, there was a problem for everybody. So did people just sort of acquiesce to? Yes. Okay, the people around her would just let's just try to yes. keep things calm. So Correct. the temperature of the room would be gauged by the family members and everybody, and let's keep this walking person on eggshells. Yes. Yeah, eggshell walking for years. I don't know how much you want to go into it, but. You can do this as vague as possible, but uh, did it affect the children or did you kind of protect them? Yeah, I was definitely in protection mode all the at time. all times. I was the weak parent, as she would say, and just kind of be their friends. But with the four kids, they they would be getting beat up all the time emotionally and the odd time physically, but very... It, it, yeah, that happened as well. But emotionally, uh, they were tortured. Rules for rules for rules. Mm. Nothing was good enough, clean enough. 
marks weren't good enough. They weren't catching on to something quick enough. And so I, my job, as I seen it was so wrong how they were being treated. So I was always talking to them, trying to say everything's good, everything's fine. Let me work with you on that. Mom's just having a bad day. So did all this stress affect you physically in any way or did yeah like like yeah. because stress is bound to affect us our physical person like how did it affect you it's very surprising to me how healthy i am yeah i, I do i do have high blood pressure there's no question that would be a result of that constant yeah uh agony and pressure but i i don't i don't have any other physical elements right now with my work i could have done more mm-hmm I could have pursued other areas of what I wanted to do, but I was tapped out hmm. mentally. I was just surviving. Do you think too, like even being in the same space as you right now, I know you're, even the way you carry yourself, is it, someone who is easygoing. You described yourself as easygoing. Do you think that this person zeroed in on that? Oh yeah. Absolutely. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. She would have friends over the years who were very similar natures. She would have friends, her, her, her own friends. Yeah. And she would pick them that way, that some of them were easygoing. Were, were easy some weren't, but the ones that I recollect were easygoing and she could play with them. Hmm. Was there a moment for you um, that you realized this was abuse? When did that really hit? Hmm. It was a few years back. Uh, our children were teenagers. They would say to me, Dad, there's something wrong with her. I can't live like this. Uh, I won't live like this. Mm. Please, Dad. And I would just make excuses for her uh, because I, I didn't want the life, what we were living, as much as hell it was a lot of times. I didn't want to make it end because I wanted to stay, let us stay together as a family. So when, when the children started talking like that, uh, that was a real eye opener for me. As time went on, my children did leave our house on their own accord after certain events with her. So they left first. That's right. That's interesting. So, so they, they gave you almost the, the courage that you needed to go. That's correct. What made it difficult? To, to leave what what like you had, you said that you know you didn't want um to to break up the the system of the family system that you had at the moment were there other things that made it really hard to leave yeah um it was thinking of finances what we built up over the years a home friends because i knew everything was going to get turned upside down mm -hmm. The problem with her is you don't want to cross her. She will make you pay for anything what you do against her. No matter what, you will pay. Financially, emotionally, you will pay for it one way or another if you cross her. And what has that been true? Absolutely. Uh, one thing what stands out to me, um, basically, I got a call from Child Services after I was, I've left and I got a college and child services saying they were going to show up at my doorstep within the hour and have a little talk with me and investigate me because I've had some 
words said about me and I'm speculating it was her. I could never prove it, but I know it was her that I was abusing my daughter, which is completely opposite of anything in this world. And they just said, no, that's, they came and talked to you and talked to your daughter. After and months, they came, they came to my house within hours, just as I, my house was. And, uh, she interviewed me for several hours in my house. I gave her contacts of close friends of reference, personal references. I was just being me. I had nothing to hide. And she was very professional, very well. When she left, I felt, oh yeah, I was like, she's like kind of smiling, laughing, knowing that yeah. nothing was of this. But many months down the road, they did interview my daughter. And the words, what this uh, lady said to my daughter was exactly the words what she would say to my daughter in the past. Your former partner would have said. Mm -hmm. Yes. So you heard echoes of something very familiar. Oh, yeah. yeah. And my daughter, after this meeting, come out and said, Dad, you would not believe what she asked me. And then my daughter goes, Mom started all this. And which we knew, but that was a little check mark there. It was quite something. It's quite cruel actually yeah well the damage the damage to your reputation would be well, so I profound would end up in jail yeah if yeah if this lady thought something was off with me she basically tried to ruin my entire life mm -hmm. to say that i was doing that to my daughter that basically ruins any individual's life it's unspeakably cruel which is yeah. what a predator does, right? Mm -hmm. Plays with their victims. If you think of it in the nature and you play with, you toy with, and it's unbelievably cruel. That's like, true. like we were talking about gaslighting and how a lot of us, the three of us couldn't do it. <laughs> and to think of doing that to a person mm -hmm. when it's, it's untrue is out of my even comprehension. Yeah. Like, I work with kids and I would never say that unless I had very consequential evidence. But just to be cruel, no, I can't even fathom that. It makes me mad even just thinking about it. Well, it's a, it's a terrorism yeah. that comes to my mind. And a, as well as you're taking up the time of people who are supposed to be looking into actual things that are going on with kids it diminishes those cases that are accurate yeah and and how how i mean we've used the word cruel what else are they capable of did you ever fear for yourself physically physically i was always okay anything anytime i was waiting for a personal attack against me so financially okay uh words she would go around to friends family my children and just talk down, tell people lies about saying that I'm abusive and verbally, emotionally. And people who would sh she would say this to, um, they would look at her and say, Daryl, really? And eyes open. And then she would say, yeah, Daryl. And I was just like, they... So they didn't the, believe it. No, no, they absolutely. They're like, what the heck is she saying? And so that's, she was going around doing that. And she would come into my workplace, 
start poking and arguments in front of people who was in her office and um, just saying things which is inappropriate and making everyone feel uncomfortable. And I'm there trying to shush her or get her out of the building, which is totally awkward. And so those, those types of things were reoccurring over time way too often, which I really wasn't surprised because I knew this is how she was going to try and get back at me. Okay, here's a question, Daryl, as you're, as you're saying all these things that, that, that were being done to you, like to humiliate you, to, to ruin your reputation, to destroy you as a person. Was there also at the same time, this sense that you had that they wanted you back or were trying to get you back? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, there was. All the time. Can it you tell us a little bit about on that? Continued with a roller coaster ride. Of right. Pursuant too. Pursuant of next thing one day she's slamming me and the next thing i'll get a text message or a phone message saying how much she misses me loves me wants me back wants her family back and let's let's make this work and that would go on and on and on i would ignore as much as i can and not respond in any way and then the attack would happen and then, because you didn't respond how she wanted you. Yes. Yes. Did you feel any pull? We, during our separation, I didn't go back with her as in, in the house, such thing. But we, I thought, okay, let's give her one more go of counseling. And we talked with the counselor just once or twice. And we thought we'd seen good change. But as we continue to talk more and more and the children were still talking to her at this point in time it some episode happened again where we're like really how stupid am i mm -hmm. um, somebody already told me that she would never change and they were they were correct so i i'm so thankful that you're that you're here telling us this these stories and and we really do want so many more people kind of sharing these types of stories so we know what to look for it sounds like in some ways you you went to hell and back through like all these all the damages to to your reputation and um and getting bullied in front of your coworkers and and this type of stuff um what would your advice be for somebody who maybe is where you were before you got out with all of this mm. awful stuff in front of you, um, let's say they're listening right now and they know they've heard enough already. Um, they've read some books or heard our podcasts and they realize, they realize that they're in a relationship with a predator. What would your advice be to them, even though there's potentially all this in front of them? I, I can't imagine it was easy going through what you've been through, but... What would your advice be to somebody in that space right now before they start going through it? Just do it. It's worth, it's worth the agony. Um, you'll never have peace. Uh, these people can never love you properly and they won't change. They can't, I don't know if they can change, but I would say, yes, uh, get out of that relationship. It's worth all the headaches and crying and pain. 
So what makes it worth it? Yeah, good question. To have the peace to get away from it all. Mm-hmm. When I did leave to come home was joy. Uh, I didn't have it for many years. Peace. I, I can't even, I can't even describe it. It, it was life giving, which I, I didn't have. Uh, to come home and not to be poked and prodded, and nothing was ever right. I I can't even describe it. Mm-hmm. It was heaven. So, Dick, but go for it. It's worth it all. Anything's better than that. I'm still. I'll use the word foggy. I still have what you brain fog. I'm not as clear as I was years and years ago, but it's getting better. I think in I think in a year or two, um, that my I will feel more at peace. So, with. what does that fog look like? I don't have the same mental capacity what I used to have. Okay, as in certain problem solving, my there's a fog there, which has developed. Where yeah. do you think that came from? Just from the mental stress. There's like a checking out or a dimming or how would you yeah. describe it? I don't know. Yeah, uh, as basically, I I feel I can't I can't do certain things as well as I used to, and I don't think it has anything to do with my age. I think it has to do with a lot of the mental space what I had to live in, and but I feel I feel that. Now it's 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 getting better and better as time goes on. There is improvement, but I just feel it's damage uh, from so much mental abuse. What's the sensation? I'm just curious. Like, do you just check out, or is it you feel something? Or- yeah. Um, don't I wouldn't say I, I check out, but I would use the words like my heart rate goes up. Um, it's just like. Now what? That type of feeling. And I don't get that in any other situation <laughs> in my entire life. Yeah, you seem pretty even keeled. <laughs> Nothing sets me yeah. off. Like, how to be a lot. So World could be ending. I'm fucking cool and calm. I'll figure it out. But she phones. That, that, person's, <laughs> that person now is just like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, there's just a sense where you yeah. just you're just so desperate. Just, just leave me alone, and and I th- find it so ironic because so many people that I've spoken with, um, there's a desperation. They're the ones getting attacked by the predator, um, and yet the predator keeps engaging mm-hmm. at everything and anything they can do to engage with the prey. After the prey's left, they'll do even if it's to rip the prey to shreds. And all the prey wants to do is just, you know, I think leave of a bunny, just get in the hole and just get out. Just leave me alone. <laughs> like, do you think that's pretty common, I think, in these situations that there's a consistent disregarding of you ask for space, you ask for like to the predator, you say, give me space, I need space or dis- distance or something. And they're not capable of giving it to you. Oh, yeah. Because it sounds like a common thing from our discussions and also from discussions I've had with people in my life that I know are in relationship with a predator. They say, I need a bit of a break. I need space. And the predator is incapable of honoring that request. Yeah. And you can kind of see, like, I know as a child, if my 
parent would say, well, I'm not talking to you, I would be crushed. So I would desperately try to fix it. But it's a different energy than that. There's not a desperate attempt to fix. There's a, I don't know what else I would say it, but there's a lack of honoring of a request and almost railroading that request like bypass. It's stupid. It's dumb. I'm I think I think of a uh, of a you know the cat and mouse mm. predator. The, the, yeah, the mouse the mouse is desperate to get away. Fakes death and it tends to be dead. Yeah, and 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 the and the cats the cat lets it think it's going to get away because the it it gets a kick out of bringing it back. That's way it's, more fun. It's like I'm having fun playing with you, but the mouse is not having fun, and that that's the image that I have with that's this. A type great of, example. Yeah, that's real. Yeah. As in talk about messages and things earlier there, I would get messages over the time. I would use an example of 40 text messages and I would like respond, a day or a week. No, or? within a time frame of okay. maybe a week, okay. two weeks. That's a lot. Oh, not really. Not with this <laughs> one. Um, <laughs> I would respond once. Wow. With K. Just the letter K. Yeah. Very, practically no response. Do, do you think, one question that I had was, as a man in this situation, um, I, know, I know you can't speak to how it would be as a woman, <laughs> but do you think it would be different? Um, in my mind, there would be differences as a, as a man, as male prey, uh, than it would be for female. But what do you feel like for you as a male prey what were some of the things that were hard or that are hard or that might've been different? Well, I, I can just speak for myself as uh, my personality and nature that I'm soft and easygoing. Don't like to hurt anyone or have conflict. And it, it kind of made it very difficult to be in a relationship as such. Um, I can't speak for a woman, but for myself, uh, yeah, it, it does make it, very difficult. Well, I want to say too, as I would say that there's a push in our culture that a masculine alpha energy is what you need, which is predatory, right? But I don't think that's true. That's a, that's a, a, a fake thing that we put on men to be something that they're not. And you don't strike me as wanting to be any less than who you are but did you ever feel that pressure like i need to be more alpha with this person <laughs> yeah to a degree yeah um when i did speak up and try to control things she would say like oh you're just so controlling you, <laughs> and so on you so couldn't there was no over alpha her <laughs> no and exactly it was just like, but she would accuse you of being alpha. Yes. So she would use that against me. She would use being a man against you. Yes. And being yeah. male, and and yeah. and use some of our social constructs, constructs of what a man yeah. is to. Yes. It, it sounds like almost like a threat. Yes. Like like if if you try to say what you think and feel, I will accuse you of being a controlling like ass, like 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 a like an uber like a. Superman or yeah, like or a macho or macho one of those man. like, yeah, skeezy guys that are like, oh, you know, I'm going to tell the woman what to do. That's not who you are. But it sounds like this person accused you of being like that when you would. That's right. Finally say, okay, I'm going to try this angle. 
and still be no, wasn't the right way to go about it. Well, it sounds like you couldn't overpower that. Exactly. That predatory energy. Well, this is where we talk so much about bringing a butter knife to a gunfight. Yeah. Right. We, you just don't have. Um, and, and so, Daryl, like, lo- you know, our, our listeners can't see you, but looking at you, you're very masculine man. Doesn't look like somebody who would be um, controlled by by somebody. Right. Um, and what we've talked about is part of that control comes at the fact that you won't use things like aggression or cruelty or loudness to hurt the other person. So you got this little butter knife because your value system is so That's um, right. gentle that you can't, they have a equipped. gun. I'm not equipped. Right. <laughs> Nor yes, do you like, want to be equipped. No. Right. Like I have right. no interest in carrying an Uzi yeah. anywhere. Mm-hmm. And, and yet I, I think that there's something really interesting for me personally here because I just think about how we talk as um, as women so often about how what we really want in a man is kind of this tenderness and this kindness and to have that in somebody and use it against them as a weapon just almost we've talked about this in the past but it almost feels like it layers a layer on that um awfulness um, on the horribleness of that, you've you've got the exact package. It takes we what talk is beautiful about us, yes, and turns it and, into and weaponizes it, right? So, yeah, that's super interesting. Thank you for sharing that. What is life like for you now? Like, uh, I think a long time after you've been out of relationship with the predator um where are you at um are there still struggles is is life good is it hard is it tell us a little bit about where you're at now yeah life's really um has been amazing the last while here uh three years pretty much on my own with my children and i have a new lease on life i like to tell all my friends and family that the lord's blessed me with an amazing wife and some stepchildren, and uh, I didn't know life could be so amazing. I have this beautiful, kind, loving wife now. Um, I I can't even hardly describe her. It's 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 hard to believe. I'm so blessed. So you didn't marry you didn't marry another predator. No, <laughs> I did not. Uh, I did have to reach out to my former partner and with a, a letter. Uh, just updating some things and her response back was basically k with a dot and i'm like wow that's that says a lot with very little words <laughs> uh, but as weeks went on i did get a another response from her and um she was comparing herself to my new partner and it was completely opposite and was actually very, very funny on how she looks at herself uh, in her own eyes. It's She has some very dark sunglasses on um, to see what she sees of herself. It's kind of mind-blowing. Yeah, the, the amount of self-deception can be so profound. It's unbelievable. D- despite all facts to the contrary. Yeah, they uh, live in their own world. This is so true. Has this person 
Did they ever take responsibility for anything? Never. Because we're just talking about rose-colored inside glasses of themselves. So there was never, ever like I could have been or I was possibly. There were moments of like there was no self-reflection and ability to self-reflect at all. Generally, no. The very odd time after we left. Okay. Yeah. The very odd time she would come up with something. But living through that, no. No apologies. No. I, I think that that is a difficulty, a trait of someone who's a predator. They have a difficulty saying sorry. I remember one email being um, the subject line was an olive branch. I, I don't even know how to explain it other than there would be an action that my former partner would would um, undertake. And I see that that my actions in the past were perhaps um, upsetting and let's just go forward in good faith. But but there was never there was never. And I'm I'm sorry, this must have hurt you. I'm wondering, Daryl, um, if you have any tips for for people who uh, I don't know if you had to describe a predator to someone, like what would you say? Look out for this. Yeah. Look out for blank. Um, what would you what tell I've, a young man? Yeah. Mm. So what I've have done uh, with a friend of mine, uh, do opposite of what Daryl did. What I see is the their upbringing. Uh, to me, that was a red flag, which I totally missed. So I talk about their upbringing. Um, what parents are like, how healthy that is. And to me, that was a big thing. What I miss, and I would get involved with their family. If you're dating your partner, see how healthy they are with their parents. That could, that would come into your relationship very easily. I think too, to add to that, because I have, I come from a situation that's not the most healthy. And I know other people in this room you can't really look at the families and go, well, that's who they're going to be. So I would hate to be judged by that. But I think that there is, I think, knowing how that person has dealt with their family or have they have they worked on it? Can they see their parents or family members or whoever who's been unhealthy in their history as being unhealthy? I think that would be probably be a great way of explaining it because I yes. would hate for someone to judge me. You know, like you come from this situation, so you must be. It's like, well, no, doesn't guarantee just because a family member is a predator doesn't mean you will be a predator. Yeah, I, I feel right. I totally feel that, Amber. What, yeah, you, what yeah, you're saying. I know, I know. <laughs> you're probably winking at me right now. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. it doesn't guarantee right. no, that if, we if, would be predators. However, yeah. if we don't deal with our crap, possibly. I, th I think what probably I, I feel I feel that, too, because when I hear that, I hear that somebody could look at me and say, oh, because your family dynamics were really unhealthy, um, you won't be a good partner. And, yeah. and I would just hate for somebody to to feel that way. Me too. Um, especially after all the work I've put into growing as a human being. And but I, th I wonder if it would feel better to say. Let's let that be a really big red flag. So, so if there are family dynamics that are really unhealthy, controlling, or especially if there's a lot of anger in your partner toward their family um, or toward their um, parent um, that they haven't 
worked through or or they mm-hmm. don't have um, some a, a really healthy understanding of. Or if anger for me is a fuel, like I said in my story, to do better. It's a fuel to get healthy. It's a fuel to go to counseling. It's a fuel to read books. Yeah. So, so, so maybe that would be something where it's that, that needs to be a big red flag. It needs to be something you take very seriously and that you spend a lot of time watching for the dynamics that you're seeing. How do they impact this person that you're Mm -hmm. seeing? And can they see clearly? I remember somebody saying, um, watch how your partner treats their mom because that's how they're going to treat you. And so w- when I was um, getting to know my my current partner, uh, one of the things that really impressed me was the thoughtfulness and tenderness and love and and uh, service that that mm. that he showed his mom. Oh, that's neat. So yeah, so I, I think that's a wonderful tip. Um, <laughs> I we we're not trying to you know, um, eliminate people no, who come no. from, from hard no. backgrounds, but no. it's how the person has dealt with it. Right. How they've dealt with it or yeah. how they've, if you're saying like, watch how your partner interacts with their mother. Yeah. If their mother's a predator, that's going to make the interaction yeah. a little different. Right. So I think it's knowing how, if they can see that person for who they are clearly, mm-hmm. but they have other healthy relationships that could possibly be maternal as well and how well do they treat those people those adults i think that that's beautiful as well not to diminish what your point was oh not at all it's just having relationships with other people how they handle things yeah with their siblings if they're on and off with them thanks daryl for being with us thank you daryl thank you daryl you're very welcome guys thanks for having me you can check us out on social media at prey versus predator the link can be found in the description of our podcast Thanks, everybody.